0: John chapter 19 and verse 26. Now, I I don't like special days to do messages. I, I I don't care to preach Christmas, Jesus being born. I mean, I know he's born and I like preaching that. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just not into Christmas. I'm glad he was born, and I'm glad he came the way that he came. And he came through a virgin, 100% man, 100% God. See, but it, and I, and I know that you can't rule out the uh, virgin birth of Jesus. I, I understand that, okay, and I know that God's coming that way. He came that way. But I, I'm, not, I'm not really moved by Christmas. Shoot, I'll never get nothing for Christmas, hardly. From my family I'm talking about, you know. Well, you give me something, but yeah, you know, I'm not getting nothing now. Don said, you blew it, man. You're not getting no more for Christmas, but, but, but I, I'm just not a Christmas guy. Okay. I don't care about this and that, you know, I, I'm one of those, uh, 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 Christmas Eve shoppers. I always have been going in, the, go in. Yeah. Go in the store and they ain't nothing left. So you grab what's left and it's all broken because people don't want it. That's true. I'm I'm a and now I don't even shop no more. I really like that. I don't shop online. I just don't shop. I hate I hate Walmart. I, I don't want to go into Walmart. I hate Walmart. Deborah, you you doing this? This is going to India. Yeah, they don't even have Walmart in India. Okay, they might. I don't know why. I don't like Walmart. I told Nancy yesterday. I said. Come on, let's go to, go to Best Buy, and I'm going to buy you a new phone, because their phone's junk. My one, I don't like Best Buy. Well, I'm not going there. Okay. So she said, but I'll go, I'll go to Walmart. I said, okay, let's go to Walmart. All right, we'll go there. So she gets with this freaky guy. Okay. Do you ever notice all them geeks are freaks? What's wrong with them guys? they hair ain't, they're weird. All of them techies are weird. There's something wrong there. I do not understand this generation that's got pierced nose, pierced ears, pierced eyelids in her mouth. I I don't understand that. And don't look at me that way, Haley. You don't have none of them, do you? Praise God. I thought maybe the way she was looking at me, she had them. I thought, oh, man, I'm going to deliver that girl. But I don't understand. And these these geeky people, it's amazing to me. They're strange, and they're smart. They're smart, but they're strange. So, so this guy, you know, I, and he, he gets with Nancy, and Nancy says, you know, I just got my phone paid off, and, and uh, you know, you, two years, got my phone paid off, and when you get your phone paid off, then it'll work no more. Right. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I already said you're strange. Now, don't prove it. Okay. So I say, so she's saying this guy, and, and I said, tell her that's not true. He said, it is. And I said, my phone works all right. And they said, well, you don't ever use your phone. I, I, I'm like old Gibbs on NCIS. I'd just use a flat f- <laughs> flip top. I'd be all right. I got this phone right here, and, and, and uh, 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 Mark Linder said, you don't need that phone. And I said, "Well, why is that?" And he said, "That's a smartphone." I said, Are you trying to tell me I'm not smart? <laughs> yeah, and I hope that is on there, and I hope Mark's listening to that. She shouldn't said that about me, okay? Said, it's a smartphone. So you know, so we get over there, and you know what he says to her? He says, "Well, there's nothing wrong with your phone. You got too much junk on it." And of course, you know everything to me spiritual. You know, seriously. And I, I heard the Lord speak to me and say, ain't nothing wrong with people. They just got too much junk. Amen. You know. So he starts taking all this junk. She didn't buy none of that stuff, okay? And, and it was junk like games and stuff like that and, and Uber. She had an Uber app on there. I want to know what she's doing while I'm gone. Okay. She had an Uber app on there. All right, and she said she didn't put it on there. And I'm saying, uh, he said she didn't put that on there. And she had all of that junk in her telephone that she didn't put on there. Some of it she did, but most of it she didn't put on there. And it, her phone wasn't working right. And so when they got all that off, I didn't buy her no phone. I said, I'm going to truck because I don't like Walmart anyway. So i saved myself a whole lot of money. How many of you know we just got a lot of junk down inside of us, and it's not working? Can you say amen? Okay? And so what we need to do is we need to get a techie that's going to help us. Well, John's going to help us here. And so in John chapter 19 and verse 20, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Mother, behold your son and then he said to the disciple behold your mother and from that hour the disciple took her into his household into his own household and so what we have is we have jesus christ dying on the cross and his time is just a few moments away from doing one of the most amazing works that has ever been recorded in the bible In, in, in the 30th verse, he is going to say, it is finished. And when he says, it is finished, here's what he's saying. That word finished means perfected, but it doesn't mean the perfection that you're going to find in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. It's not going to be that perfection. Listen to what it's going to be. It's going to, he's, here's what he's saying. He's saying that he perfected it through his human weakness. And you say, well, God, Christ wasn't weak. He wasn't meaning that he was weak. He was meaning this that when he came to this earth, he didn't come as God. He did, didn't come as deity because if he came as deity, he would be superior to the enemy. He didn't come in as an angel because if he came in as an angel, he would have been equal. To his enemy, he came in as a man, being inferior or weaker than his enemy, and being baptized in the Holy Spirit, he defeated the devil every which way he could be defeated. And he did not defeat the devil because he was deity. He defeated the devil because he took on the body and the image of a man and was filled with the Holy Spirit and went through this old world conquering everything that the enemy had set up. And so therefore he was the image and the pattern for you and I today. So when the devil says we can't, listen, God says I did. How many of you understand that? So he's coming to this conclusion in his life. Now, when he says it's finished, he's going to go three days and three nights into the heart of the earth. And there's things that's going to go on in the heart of the earth. And we're not going to preach about that. What we're going to preach about is what he did before he said it is finished. And before he he said it is finished, he looked down there and there was his mother. His mother. And she was there. Now, you know, that wasn't an easy thing for his mother to watch. I just watched my daughter, I mean, I just watched my sister go through losing her son. That was devastating to me, and it, I know what it did to me, let alone what did it do to her? Her. And I was sitting there at that before that funeral started, and the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, go whisper in her ear that she needs to trust me. Well, I didn't do it. And the second time he said to me, he said, go whisper in her ear she needs to trust me. And I didn't do it, and now it's about five five till before this thing starts. And he said, go whisper in her ear she needs to trust me. And so I got up on the third time because I didn't want to be prompted or I really tell you the truth, I don't think he would have spoke to me the fourth time. And so I got up and I went and I touched her and I said, Michael, trust God. And she just took a hold of me and she said, I will. Because that's all she could do. Now here's what I want you to understand about Mary. Mary is trusting God. Now Mary is trusting God. Now listen what she's trusting God for. I am sure that she was reflecting precious memories. I'm sure that was f- what was flooding her from the time he starts his walk to Calvary that memories just flooded Mary. I'm sure that they did. I'm sure that this how many of you seen the passion of Christ that movie? I couldn't have, I I don't think that Mel Gibson could have gotten that any better than what he got that. And so here 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 is is Christ and he's going to the cross. He has been whipped, he has been beaten, he is being made fun of. They pulled his beard out, they've got a crown of thorns. Blood is everywhere and he she is watching him crawl. She is watching him fall under the load. She is watching probably them kick him. She watches Simon the Cyrenian help pick up the cross. She's watching all this. And she's reflecting. I'm sure she has to be reflecting. But here's what I think that happened. I think that she reflected to the day when Gabriel the angel came. And I believe that that she reflected the day when he told her that she would have a baby. And that the Holy Ghost would come upon her and she would conceive a son and his name would be called Emmanuel. His name would be God with us. His name would be called Jesus. I'm sure she reflected that he would save his people from their sin. I think this mother, Mary, told Jesus these things. The Bible says she pondered things. And I believe that when, when Jesus starts his earthly ministry and she sets up and she, she is like all mothers, mothers are this way. And she says to the servants, you know, do whatever he tells you. And she's prompting him. Okay. And he seems to be just a little bit irritated with her because he seems to be not wanting to do that. I'm sure there's a spiritual application there somewhere, but I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, she prompts him into into this ministry of, of the miraculous, and he starts to move into this. And from that day forward, we never hear another word spoken from her. She does not speak any more that's ever recorded in the Word of God. Now, I'm, I know she spoke to her son, don't get me wrong, but it's, there's no record that she said any more to him after that occasion. But she was the one that raised him. Now, I think it's a little bit ironic when I look at Elizabeth and when I look at Zechariah. And here they are old. And they're like Abraham and Sarah. They can't have children. And the angel of the Lord comes to Zacharias, and he says this. He says, you're going to have a son. And when you do, you're going to name him John. Well, anyway, you know, here's this priest ...who believed in God and was a very devoted man. He was one who believed in the coming of the Lord. He was not one of those Pharisees that that was a Pharisee per se. He was actual believer in Jehovah and knew that there was a Messiah that was going to come. And so when all of this is taking place... And the angel Gabriel speaks to this priest understand something. He doesn't receive the word the same way that Mary received the word. He receives it in doubt. So then we know that the, that the angels, that he, he is struck dumb at that time. And he's not going to speak anymore until that baby's born. And, and when I look at that, here's what I see. I see, okay, God moved in this man And this man represented the temple. I want you to get a hold of that. This man represented the temple. And he was the priest of the temple for that time. And he was the one that was going into the holies of holies. And he he represented the temple. And so I look at this. And they have a son... And his sons named John. And then all of a sudden, we have this same angel that goes to Mary, not to Joseph. That goes to Mary and starts and speaks to Mary and says, "You're going to have a baby. The Holy Ghost is going to come up on you, just like it's written in Acts one eight, by the way. And the Holy Ghost shall come up on you, and you shall receive power." He said, "The Holy Ghost is going to come up on you, and you are going to conceive a child. And when you do, here's what you do, and this is what you name him." And then she goes on to say, nothing is impossible with God, which is, which is totally amazing thing. And I'm looking at these two mothers and I'm looking at these two fathers. And here's what I see. I see a father that God has said, I'm going to send the forerunner of Messiah to you. And he is going to speak to the people about Jesus Christ. He is going to be the forerunner and he's going to prepare repentance through ministry. Now, here's what's so amazing about John the Baptist. John the Baptist, most people don't realize he was a priest. He was born of the Levitical tribe. He was a priest, but he didn't put on the purple. He didn't put on the gold. What he did was he let his hair grow. He let his beard grow, and he didn't eat the food that the priest eat that was brought into them through the tithe. He didn't do any of that because, listen, what he's doing now, he's preparing a way for a new kingdom is what he's doing. And listen to what's happening, is that the old kingdom right now is going to produce the forerunner of the new kingdom. How many of you are getting a hold of that? And so what we have is a priest that that God said, now your son is going to be named John and he is going to pave the way for the Christ when he comes. So we see the temple, we see a literal temple, and we see it phasing out because a new is coming in. How many of you understand? And the new is Jesus Christ. Well, what happens is, is here we have this young girl, probably about 17 years old, and the Holy Spirit says, you are going to have a baby. Today they would abort him. How many of you understand that? This girl is in a bad situation This girl is engaged to a man and consider already married, but they have not had sexual exchange yet because she is a spouse to him and they haven't went through what they need to go through to become husband and wife, but she is already declared his wife. How many of you understand? Just like the church is already declared the wife of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Stand with me here. All right? And so all of a sudden then this angel. And so then I'm looking at this. Is it not totally amazing to you that Jesus' father was a carpenter and not a priest? John the Baptist's dad was a priest. And couldn't conceive because God's going to do a miraculous. And what God's going to do, he's going to take John and he's going to fulfill the book of Malachi. Is what he's going to do. And he's going to bring the hearts of the fathers and the children back together. Or the new covenant is going to come into place. And then I've always, you know, it, isn't it a wonderful thing for God to look down and said, I need a man, I need a woman. And he sees that young girl and he says, that's the woman. And then he sees this older man that's going to marry this woman. And he said, that's the man I'm going to choose to raise my son. And the man that he chose to raise his son was a carpenter and not a priest. And so I ponder on that, and I think, what in the world is going on? Listen, God had made us already priests of a kingdom that cannot be dissolved, and what we are is lively stones, and what we need is a carpenter to put us back together. Somebody say amen. And so Jesus was the carpenter that's building the temple and the temple is being built through you and I because we are the lively stones of the temple that is not made by hand. Somebody say amen. So we have Jesus. Wow. I didn't mean to say all that, but that was good. That was the Holy Spirit, people. That wasn't me. Okay, understand this. When it's good, it's God. When it's not good, blame it on your wife or blame it on your husband. Okay. So we have this. And so all of a sudden now, here's Mary. And she's telling Jesus who he is. Man, I don't think she holds that in her heart and lets him try to figure it out. I think she tells him. Son, angel came to me. This is what angel said about you. Son, you are... Are the guy. Think about it. Huh? Zacharias now is saying, John, you got to get this thing ready for the coming of the Messiah. John, I've already acted out of unbelief. I'm not going to do it anymore, so y'all on I think Zacharias said, John, I'm just giving you over to the Holy Spirit. I don't know what to do with you. Every time I do it, I blow it. How many of you are guilty of that? Every time I do it. And so all of a sudden now John is making his way and he's listening to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, listen, you're bringing to completion the old. And I'm going to bring in the new. And the new, I'm going to bring it in through Messiah. John, here's how you're going to know he's the Messiah. When you baptize him, you're going to understand the revelation that I've just now told you. And so John the Baptist—he's baptizing people, the baptism of repentance—but he's waiting for Jesus to come. And listen, he don't know it's his cousin. He don't know that. You think he did? Here come Jesus, and there John. John, oh, he didn't know that. He did not know that. He just knows he's going to baptize the Messiah. Here's what he knows. He knows that. And so then when Jesus comes, listen to what he says. Now all of a sudden he has a revelation. He says, behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Think of that. The Holy Spirit then started to give him revelation on who Jesus was. And all of a sudden it makes sense to John. And John says something that's so important. He said, I must decrease and he must increase. Listen to what John says about Jesus. He says, he was before me. He what? Jesus was younger than John by six months, but John said, oh, no, he was before me. He's the Christ. He's the Messiah. He always was. People say that's sad that John had to die. John had to die and the reason why john had to die was because if john had got to live his life out there would have always been a question who's the greatest john the baptist or jesus it was already a question then and god said i'm taking care of it now because john knew that when he baptized jesus all of a sudden then his ministry comes to an end Because the old covenant's coming to an end. And when that old covenant comes to an end and Jesus is spanning this thing, he's bringing the old into the new and the cross spans both of them. He has one hand on the old and one hand on the new and he's bringing this thing to pass. Somebody say amen to that. But before he can bring it all together, he has to take care of one more thing. And you know what it is? his mama. Everything I told you is great and powerful. Everything that I've told you today is wonderful. But the only way that it could come to completion, he had to take care of his mama. Now, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? You go and read it. And when it comes down to the end, when Jesus says it is finished, it said right there from that verse down to, from the verse 28 down to 30, said in those few verses right there, all Scripture was fulfilled. And what was the fulfillment of Scripture? Take care of his mother. is that not totally amazing? Now, you know, I'm thinking that old Mary sobbed when she saw what Jesus went through. And it probably just tore her heart out. But Mark Lowry has no idea what he wrote. When he said, Mary, did you know? Did you know? Well, I got an answer for you, Mark. She knew. (laughs) Because mothers know. Mothers know. Isn't that totally amazing? Mothers, no. I thought it was so amusing at the funeral for my nephew when his brother got up and talked. And he, t- he said, you know, me and my brother didn't get along very good when we was growing up. He was older than me and always, he was mean to me. And I thought, well, it's kind of that way to my brother. And he said, every time he'd do something, he'd say to me, don't tell mom. (laughs) Oh, don't tell dad, but it was always, don't tell mom. (laughs) Oh, Ronnie would say, don't tell mom. And then Jeff would go through a few other things. Don't tell mom. (laughs) Mothers know. They know. You know your kids. Mothers, you know you do. You know them better than they know themselves. Huh? And I'm going to tell all you young people, which we don't have many here today, so I'll talk to you, Haley and Noah. Let your mama pick your wife. Let your mama pick your husband. Yeah, oh, it does. <laughs> let your mama pick them. Because your mama knows. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. And mama knew Jesus. Because the angel had spoken to her. And she said this. The old covenant's coming to an end. And the new covenant's going to take place. And the new covenant's coming through your son. And God chose a man named Joseph. Who wasn't a priest. But a carpenter. He said because God needs artisans. He needs a carpenter build his kingdom because this temple that's being built is a temple of lively stones and that old carpenter is putting that temple together stone by stone by stone and he looked down at John and he said John he said to his mother said this is your son now and he says, This, John, this is your mother. And then he goes, and he said, I thirst. And they give him hyssop, a hyssop vinegar. He turned it away. And he bows his head. And he said, It's finished. The kingdom has been taken care of. Amen. Let's stand.